Join us, friends. Great Scott Swagai. Do they know what we have in store for them? They will if they tighten up. And don't double dribble. To the Grey Ghost Swagai? Exactly, old chum. No time to waste. To the Grey Ghost. We have not a minute to spare. It's showtime, friends. All right, all right, all right, all right. It is the Swagai. And I'm and low trotting with Trey. And we are not wishing Cotton was a monkey. But we know that there's people out there that do wish Cotton was a monkey. So on today's program, what we're going to talk about is globetrotting with Trey, Trey Miller from Alabama. Who is Trey Miller? So Trey, tell me how, how in the world did we get to where we are today? All right, Spa guys. So <laughs> you and I, I met you, I believe, in 2018. And how I met you was really is because of your camera, your Sony NX30U camera, because for about 18, probably for about five years at that point, Spy Guy, I had been using that same camera for all of my work that I do, um, filming and editing commercials, filming scenes for actors, um, just a lot of stuff that I, I used to film weddings, I, uh, uh, events for sports. I film all kinds of things that pay me money. And so when I saw you, I had been watching your show on YouTube, Spy Guy on YouTube, and about the Elvis history and, uh, and your hot tub repo, which I believe we've done an episode. So they'll have to go back and listen to that after this podcast. But um, when I saw you for the first time, Billy, at an event there in Memphis, you had that camera, and I was like, I think I said, Spy Guy, you have the same camera I do? And I think I pulled my camera out and showed you. So that's how we yeah. hit it off. And I just remembered um, I messaged you a few times, and I put the idea in your head about, hey, I'd like to help you if you ever need somebody to help you film. And you took me up on that offer, and we became friends since then. And, hey, we've accomplished a lot of stuff since we've met in 2018. A whole bunch of stuff. So how long was it from then till we filmed the first time? Over a year, the next Elvis. Oh, it was trip. right. It was at a year, exactly a year. Probably that same day, and, a year um, later. Yeah, because we found the ambulance on August the sixteenth, and mm -hmm. I think I would have met you. It probably wouldn't have been on the sixteenth. I think the first day that I went to ElvisCon, I'd have to go back and look. But it's when, uh, if anybody's watched the videos, I walk in and Dick Grobe is standing behind the place smoking. Mm -hmm. And so he's wearing our, a TCB necklace. So our years could be off. This could have been when we met was 2017. And oh, it was definitely 2017. Did so you we, said 2018, but it was 2017. 2018 is when we first filmed and found the ambulance. So we met Elvis Week 2017. So That's right. Years. And the uh and the ambulance was on August the 16th, 2018. Exactly. So that means that we are coming up on this August to be five years that I found the ambulance. Five years? It's been five yep. years. Wow. It's been five years. So, and that, so that's I searched how, for that ambulance for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how long it's been for us uh, filming and our friendship and uh, now doing this podcast, Wishing Cotton Was a Monkey. <laughs> wishing Cotton Was a Monkey. So tell us about your business. How do you actually make a living um, with your camera? All right. So I have a business, Trey Miller Entertainment, also known as Miller Marketing. And what I do, I have a, a social media video marketing business because I'm a filmmaker. And what I do is clients 
hire me and, and pay me monthly to run and create their Facebook page, business pages. And I keep that page updated with videos. And I keep that page updated with promotional advertisements each week to just keep that business out there on social media. So when someone is in need of, of that business, that work that that business provides or something the business sells, they're going to remember us just by things that I create. I did that for the spa guys to you enterprises, uh, he and his partner's business. So Billy understands the work that I provide, but uh, yeah. So, Hey, any of you out there listening, if you have a business and you'd like to, you know, up your uh, social media game and you like glow trotting with Trey to help you Elvis fans. Hey, email me. <laughs> That's right. And you work out of, well, what is your email? Trey Miller, E N T at gmail.com. Okay. So you work out of Alabama, Aniston. I do. I do. I work out okay. of Alabama and most of my clients are, well, all my clients are in Alabama now. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I, I like to I like to create videos. I like to create commercials because uh, I'm an actor as well. And I like to just do something like my, my business is, you know, do something, be different, stand out. So that's mm -hmm. why I, I like to help you create something to make your business stand out, make it pop where people will remember what you do. So what have you done in that vein for a business in particular? Can you think of a particular case? Well, I have a, uh, a power sports business where they sell ATVs and side-by-sides and four-wheelers and uh, motorcycles. And uh, uh, me and the business owner, we went out and took one of the uh, side-by-sides out and I flew the drone, put some nice uh, cinematic music behind that and had him just go having the day of his life out in a big field, just doing mm -hmm. all kinds of things with that side-by-sides. And, and he's told me that that uh, those commercials still get talked about and he notices people messages him a, a lot just from watching some kind of video that we did a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. you know? So that's, that's a pretty cool one. I, um, I had a, um, <laughs> I had a septic service roll off business, which was hard to do because it's like, how many times can I make a garbage can look good? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so what, but I, I, uh, the best videos for that kind of business was at events. Like, uh, they have the big race in T at Talladega super speedway. So I got to go all over the infield and down where all the, uh, the pits are and our, uh, portable restroom was all over the place. And you would see that on national television. Um, so I was able to create some things with, uh, with our, uh, um, portable restroom wise environmental business. I have a few, um, I have a few dentists, dentist business that pay me. So um, I uh, tried to do a lot of customer testimonials with patients and just ask, you know, what are their experiences and what is something they like about the doctor and I always get really good things out of people. when I just ask them to, to speak from the heart. And I think I did that with you for, um, for that business that, that, uh, was you know created that was something really good for Elvis that right now is on hold but we won't yeah. say anything else but uh yeah you did a lot of testimonial stuff in there and that really does speak what we what you would do is is wait for someone to come through the museum to come out and then you would ask them yeah, yeah Billy I actually I hadn't told you this but I actually went back and I was looking at some stats for a 
for a thing that I have coming up with with a business and uh, two two biz two videos that I I uploaded after I created that business Facebook page. Two business uh, two videos that I uploaded and within a week span had almost twenty thousand views. Mm. For, for that business. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good, pretty good stats mm-hmm. right there. That's excellent. Yeah. And you yeah, got to think about it, man. You got to think about it. We're all on our phones. Mm-hmm. So someone could be at the beach right now. Like right now I'm watching the basketball game as I talk because we're, mm-hmm. we're in the elite eight. And I want to see who wins between Texas and Miami because I'm going to the final four in Houston next week. That's but, right. uh, but anyway, we're social media is so important for your business. You might not even think about it, but, Somebody can be on a beach or right now sitting at the at the house on their phone and they're going to see a commercial pop up about your clothing company or your dentist or your, uh, you know, your museum. And they're going to learn about that just by their phone. So mm-hmm. it's important to have a presence on social media. And, and that's it is, led, and led to 20, this. 20,000 views on a video is a lot of views. And the, what I mean by that is, the hard part about uh, what Trey and I both do, you know, I've been making YouTube videos for a long time. Trey's been doing YouTube videos a long time mm-hmm. is getting people to watch them. You could find very interesting YouTube videos that people really did a lot of work on that have 300 views. And uh, just because not because of the subject matter, just because of it is what it is, you know, uh, in fact, uh uh, something interesting that I found is is you and I really work hard for history going out and and finding addresses and stories and telling stories. And then I have some friends and you know who they are. They're friends of yours as well. And they do um, uh, reviews for food reviews. Like they'll go to uh, Taco Bell and look at the latest taco and do a three minute video or four minute video about this taco and get 200,000 views. We can go find a, uh, a place that Elvis was in 1956 that, no, that nobody remembers the story and bring the story back to life. And we're lucky to get 10,000 views. So 20,000 on a video is very, very good. Exactly. And I, I, I don't understand. Uh, YouTube has changed over the years and it's all about YouTube recommending our work to you guys. You know, I mean, Billy, how many Elvis fans do you think are in this world? Oh, millions and millions and millions. So how many do you think are on YouTube? Like I would say millions. Yeah. Millions. So that's my question is, is some of this history that you and I have brought back to life. I mean, our videos, we're standing on the stage where it happened or mm-hmm. in a hotel room or at an old diner that the building still exists that now's a uh, thrift store where the story happened of Elvis. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe there's a million Elvis fans that would love to watch that type of content, mm-hmm. but somehow our shows are not reaching all of those people, which I think eventually they will, but there's so many fans out there and, but they're watching Elvis singing songs and content, you know, and that's how other people are. They're, they're using Elvis to get views. You and I don't do that. Yeah. We, Ours is about the history and the story. And um, we think Elvis's story and his history and what he really did is important. And that's a good point is uh, any of you that have watched Trey and my videos, we don't generally, I don't do uh, sensational videos. And what I mean is I'm not putting a headline up, you know, Elvis cussed out such and such. 
to get views. And there's so many channels out there that do. And sadly, YouTube will promote that channel because they're getting more views because it's something sensational. It's not, It's actually not even a new thing. Or on top of that, a lot of times they've stole Elvis's property. They're using his video footage inside there, um, not in a historic way, but in a way to, to get more views, which is theft. And so they do that kind of stuff. But the way uh, uh, YouTube used to do it was they looked at your subscriber count and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Now they're looking at click-through rates and things like that. So we've had to adjust the way that we do our, our stuff. And we're learning to try to get more. But you're right. I think that there's uh, millions of Elvis fans that would like to know more, but don't they can't find us because now there's so much stuff out there. You know, How many years, Elvis channels are out there now? Do, Billy, do you remember a few years ago, I told, I think I mentioned to you, I said, Spy Guy, everybody and their grandmother's doing Elvis now. And it's it's really hurting you because you were the only person. You and you, what you, nobody does what you did, okay? And nobody does what you do. But by everybody and their grandmother now stealing Elvis content and throwing it on YouTube and then having uh, Elvis YouTube pages called Elvis so-and-so with their name and their picture and Elvis as their profile. And Elvis fans are going to be attracted to that. They're going to watch that because it's Elvis. And it's mm -hmm. just clouding people from finding your history videos, my history videos. And that's why it's so important when I say to fans, please like and share this with your Elvis fans. Because I'm understanding that you guys, there's probably, I have a, a little over 17,000 subscribers on YouTube on Globetrotting with Trey. And as my, as what I've learned is there's a thousand of you that are really, truly my fans. If there's a thousand of you out there that really supports me, my, my, my channel and the history is just going to continue going because there's a thousands of you that really care about my work. And you guys are going to continue to view it, to view my work. And you guys are going to continue to support me. And there's going to always be that gas money coming in for me to, to do my work because a thousand of you. But it's important for you guys to let all your Elvis friends know about Glowtriding with Trey or the spa guy. Because YouTube is not letting fans know about us because of there's thousands of other Elvis now channels that are getting a lot of views because Elvis is used to get the views. And it's not the person that's actually creating the videos. They don't create nothing. All they do is, is sit behind this laptop and film their self talking. And then they throw Elvis all over the shot. I could do that all day right now. I could create you 25 videos right now, but that's not how I do it. I go get in my car and I drive to Texas to go stand in an abandoned suite that Elvis stayed at when he played the Houston Astrodome. Because that's the type of stuff that I think is really fun and fascinating to, to, to watch. And I know there's a million of you that would also love that. Mm -hmm. And that's the stuff that's lasting, enduring. It's going to be around when, when we're all gone. You know, it's still going to be things that people can watch to learn about the history. And uh, people, you know, I find that people want things that they can't have. And so uh, when, you know, there's a lot of famous painters and people like that that were never recognized while they were alive. But when they were gone, people went, Oh, they were on to something. So another little point that I wanted to point out uh, about this whole thing is, is when people are taking Elvis's content, what I'm saying is they're, they're lifting 
uh, stuff off of DVDs and putting it on YouTube or stealing it from another channel that lifted it off a DVD and put it on YouTube. They're actually stealing from Elvis's family. Mm -hmm. That's how they get paid. They're stealing from, uh, from, uh, authentic brands, uh, uh, ABG authentic brands group, which is, um, the owner of Elvis's likeness and all that. And they're breaking the law. You know, it's $250,000, I think, fine per occurrence. And we've got people that are putting a thousand videos on their website that are all stolen. Mm -hmm. It's all stolen footage. And yeah. if you're using a video in a historic context, and what I mean is you're saying, this is where we were. This is a video of this happening. That's a completely different thing than just lifting a video, sticking it on your channel and, and monetizing it and saying it's yours. And the problem, the other problem is, is every time you lift one off of YouTube and you stick it on there and you're sticking it on there and there's already a copy of it, well, that just muddies the water even more and more and more and more. That's why YouTube had to adjust how they were doing things. Well, there's an Elvis channel, Billy, that all they do is just copy the stuff off YouTube and they've put it on their channel. And mm -hmm. that same video is already on YouTube two or three times. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, I mean, but there's no point in that. There's nothing, there's nothing, uh, what's, what's the right word, uh, uh, redeeming about taking a video that's already on YouTube yeah. and just sticking it on your channel. Like you provided it, yeah, you know, I, this I, person didn't do anything. They stole it is what they did. And there's yeah, a lot I, of that out there. I can already tell you because I saw tech, uh, a, a post that person thinks they're really doing something. Oh yeah. Life. They so, got but, more views in a month than I've ever gotten in a month. And I've been doing this since 2009. Well, I, I, I tell you, though, like I, I've questioned about why I continue to do this. Um, and and uh, as far as the time, you know, yesterday I edited I, since I'm going out of town. I, uh, I spent yesterday on a Saturday and I edited two different videos for two different weeks. Uh, so I can just go ahead and get it over with. And also I had to edit some business stuff of mine that I wanted to go ahead and finish to free up some days that I'll be gone next, next week. So I'm spending a full day doing this stuff, uh, Billy, um, hours upon hours. So I have questioned to me personally, like Trey, can I continue doing this? You know, why, why do I want to do this? And it comes back to, I'm very passionate about, uh, learning Elvis history for some reason, Billy, I can't explain it. Um, I, I get excited to learn about like last night. I think I'm pretty sure I have found, found a location of a really cool 1955 Elvis picture that has always been out there. I really believe I could have perhaps found where that picture was once captured once upon a time. And next week in Texas, I'm going to stop there and, and film the story for fans, for you thousand fans that really care about my show. To, to Is it the record store? Nope. Something okay, else. You've seen, the, okay. you've seen the photo and I'm pretty sure just by something else I've learned from the story of an actual person that was a part with Elvis in the story. I'm pretty sure that this could be uh, uh, Elvis at that place, but mm -hmm. I've got to go and, and dig a little bit more and stand there and just, just, That's cool. just see. And then I'm working on something else um, that could be a photo of Elvis in front of a place also in Texas uh, that has never really been identified, but it's said to be at that that place. And maybe, maybe something in the background of that photo is still there all these years later. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm going to go and do that, man. And that goes back to, hey, this is why I do this. So, yes, I'm going to continue doing my shows and spending all this time to, 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 to do shows about Elvis history and bring them back to life for Elvis Presley. I really think Elvis was just a, a, a really fascinating historical figure in our time. And um, if he was here today at 88 years old, I'd just like to shake his hand and say, hey, man, I just think you're cool. And uh, would you tell me some stories, Elvis? And then I would mm -hmm. go back to, all right, Elvis, tell me about 1954 and 55, man. How, how did your life turn, you know, change overnight? Yeah. And tell me about some of those girls, Elvis. You know, you know tell me. Yeah. I would ask all these crazy stuff to him, man. And uh, that pink Cadillac, Elvis, that night that you were in Arkansas and it burned, what happened? You know, yeah. what was your viewpoint? Because we got, you know, we have Billy Bob James and John's viewpoint and Alice down the street. But what was Elvis Presley's viewpoint of that? And he would really clear up some stuff. There's a lot of conflicting stories about that particular thing. There's there's a, a Highway Patrol's version of it. There's a guy that claims that he stopped and took Elvis version. There's <laughs> all these versions and they conflict with they each conflict. other. All that so conflict. I don't know who's telling the truth. And yeah. then it seems like I just found out, Billy, that there was another car wreck at some point and they were late getting to a concert because, because of this car wreck. And I read a story. I feel like they have those two stories together too with the hope Arkansas Cadillac burning. So you see how mm -hmm. the Elvis history just changes over time. Mm -hmm. And that's Is it the one where they ran into the back of the dump truck. I think so. Okay. Cause see, they were driving car. a Lincoln in that, not a Cadillac. A Lincoln. And okay. yeah. And that's when they borrowed. I actually talked to the guy that uh, helped Elvis keep from being locked up oh. that day. You know, the the man who owned the dump truck's son or grandson. Yeah, I yeah. talked to him. Um, so that's a very, very interesting story. But that happened in Arkansas as well. So I don't want to go into a dollar figure. I'm not asking you for that. But you mentioned gas money. So let's talk about that for just a second. So you being a YouTuber, you've got 17,000 subscribers. You have you get a decent amount of views every month. I mean, it's it's not where neither one of us are where we want to be view wise. OK, right. but we're striving for it. But you're making millions on this, right? Well, this month, Billy, I might have a pretty good month. It looks like I've made uh, I checked last night what my earnings was coming through. And I believe it was like at three hundred and seventy dollars. This okay. month, so I might get four hundred dollars for my shows. Um, okay, and month. I was saying I wasn't asking for a dollar figure, but if you okay. want to give a dollar figure, that's I'm okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> that's just, all right. I was. That's all right. I was about but to so, make four hundred dollars, you know, and but right. So you're going to go and film some stuff in Texas. How much is your gas money and your hotels going to cost? More than four hundred? About seven fifty, eight hundred. That's right. <laughs> so you're literally going to lose money to go film some more stuff. I'm gonna, I'm and, gonna. It's gonna end up costing me three months of glow trotting with Trey to do this. Yeah, and so something that that me and you have actually had conversations about, and that is we've gotten discouraged before and just went, you know, what are we doing this for? Exactly. But you know what the fun of it is, Trey, and I don't think that they can understand. If you haven't done what we're talking about, you cannot understand the exhilaration of having your camera, knowing that we're going to go find something really cool and tell a story and pulling up to a place and getting out with your camera and going up and filming it and bringing that story back to life. And then especially the exhilaration of 
something new being revealed or a new person or a new angle or this it's just it's it's as good as as being Indiana Jones to me. It's like getting out and go running into a cave and then starting to to find all these things. And I can't tell you that the exhilaration that I get from that, and I know you do too. So we've even talked about, well, what we'll do is just film it, not put it on YouTube, just have it for our archives. And at some point we'll use it for something, yeah. you know, I'm sure that I'm sure we're creative enough to, to figure out how to use that content at some point. If, you know, if we don't share it anymore on YouTube, if, if somehow yeah. goats riding with Trey and a spa guy, just all of a sudden, just psh, it's gone. Yeah. No more shows on YouTube. Yeah. But it's but just still, the, I, film, the the putting it on YouTube, editing. I could not care less about any of that. Yeah. Filming is where the fun is. Filming is where the fun is, and the thrill before you find out, like you know, you have a goal that day to figure out where this story happened, and and uh, when you drive up and you see the the business or the building still there, that the story happened inside. Uh, so now. Back then, it was a country country restaurant that Elvis was captured inside eating before he left town after his show. Now it's a Mexican restaurant, but you still yeah. can go in there and sit at a table just like Elvis did and then tell the people that owned that restaurant in 2023, hey, guys, let me show you something, and pull a picture out of Elvis inside their building. They all go crazy. They all go crazy. Yeah. That is what it's about. That's why I, I don't care if it's 300 400 250 bucks. I enjoy just doing the doing the show. I enjoy bringing that together. Now, like you said, I, that editing gets to me because I'm editing about 15 different things, a feature film that I've just finished edited. Yeah, I've just edited my first. Okay, ever so movie. tell us about the. Let me tell you a quick story about you mentioned the Mexican restaurant. So let me tell you something really, really. I think it's funny. All right. I was in a town in North Carolina. I think it was Wilson. I think it was Wilson. It may have been Rocky Mount. It may have been, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look at the video, but I was there and I went into, I got to the place where I thought Elvis had been at this restaurant. Uh -huh. There's a Mexican restaurant there. And I went in and I'm talking to the guy. I don't think it made it in the video. I'm not sure. And I'm talking to this Mexican guy and I'm going, Elvis came here. He goes, he goes, yeah, he was just here last week. And I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> The guy that worked there, you know. I said, "What?" It's like Elvis Rodriguez, and I went, "No, no, I mean Elvis Presley." He he didn't know what I was talking about, and it turned out that Elvis was at a drive-in that was across the street, which is a cake place. Now I was in the wrong building. Oh god! But when you said Mexican restaurant, it brought that memory. But see, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, man. It's so much fun. Yeah. Okay, so you just recently edited a feature film. So let's talk about how you ended up editing a feature film and the guy that you do that with and what his credentials are. They would probably know this guy. So tell us about him. All right. So, Billy, when I first, you know, wanted to get into this acting world, I searched online uh, about acting classes in Atlanta because uh, uh, Atlanta is the Hollywood of the South. A lot of productions have filmed down in Georgia in Atlanta. And uh, so I stumbled upon Actors Breakthrough, which was an acting school in Jonesboro, Georgia, where Gone with the Wind is really from. That's where Tara really was, the real story of it. And uh, it was an Actors Breakthrough acting school with Greg Allen Williams. 
Now, who Greg Allen is, Greg Allen, if any one of you ever watched Baywatch, when the, what, the biggest show in the 90s, Greg Allen was Garner Ellaby on Baywatch. He was David Hasselhoff's cop buddy, the only black guy on Baywatch, basically, was my acting teacher and friend, Greg Allen Williams. And when I was a little kid, I was in love with Pamela Anderson. She was that first girl that I ever loved. And I would, I just love Pamela Anderson. So I always liked Greg Allen on Baywatch. I never knew 15 years later that I would be, you know, going to acting classes with Greg Allen and, and Greg Allen would be mentoring me and, uh, and then he and I doing a business and things like that. So anyway, I, um, I recognized Greg Allen's picture when I went to that website and I said, yeah, this is my class. So I joined Actors Breakthrough. I had to have a one-on-one -on -one with Greg Allen that day. He wanted to see like what my skills were as an actor. And he gave me some sides, which are your script. When you audition, actors get sides to, to do their audition. And uh, so he and I did the, uh, did the um, audition and uh, he put me into his professional class. I hadn't had no training at this point. And so anyway, I've learned a lot from Greg Allen and it's led me to doing some TV shows and uh, commercials and I'm still auditioning. Uh, haven't had that huge thing, of course, because uh, you only know me as Glow Trotting with Trey. But some of you have recognized me and seen me on a, a TV show called Homicide Hunter or Murder Comes to Town. I've been on a show called Wild, Wild Frontier on the INSP network. I played a frontiersman named Robert Evans from 1826. Also played Lewis Powell, one of the co-conspirators that killed Abraham Lincoln on a TV show called Legends and Lies a few years ago on a Fox News channel. So maybe you saw me, uh, <laughs> that that character had to, to um, stab a guy 23 times, spy guy. Which is really the, true, yeah. Which was a true story. This was a true history story. He, he was the, uh, he was sent the day that Abraham Lincoln was killed by, by John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes had a team of three other three other guys. So there was four of them. Wilkes was going to take out Abraham Lincoln. My character, Lewis Powell, was sent to take out the Secretary of State, uh, Seward. And then they were going to take out the other two members of, of Lincoln's party, his cabinet. And, and my guy was unsuccessful in his uh, attack of this guy. So anyway, that was a really cool show. Even though he stabbed him a lot. Now, let me let me say this. They didn't do like Boz would do. You didn't shoot him with a machine gun. No. You actually did what really happened, right? Yeah, I stabbed him. Stabbed okay. him. What he did is. I've he, seen the scene. He, <laughs> he jumped on top of him. The, 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 the sewer had had some kind of illness and he was bedridden at this time. And it's like he was immobilized. He really couldn't move. And he had he had a thing around his his, his head and his neck. And what Seward did, uh, what Lewis Powell did was he jumped on top of the guy in his bed and stabbed him 23 times, Billy. And now listen to this. This is the craziest thing. And, and when they quoted Seward, you know what he said in the newspaper quote? Hmm. He said all he could think about. Now, this is kind of crazy for a guy. He said all he could think about was how handsome the fellow was. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. kind of like, what? what, you know, I, dude, he's trying to kill you. How hand, what are you talking about? Anyway, he, um, uh, uh, if you look at, look up Lewis Powell, there's some photos of him before his death 
And he did look like a, a model today, like a GQ model from a magazine mm -hmm. in these photos a long time ago. So it, it's kind of like he, he looked different than everyone did back then, I guess mm -hmm. is what, what, what I got from it when I looked at his photos. So I got to portray this guy and uh, it was really, you were cool. in a Medea movie as well. I, I, I was cussed out by Tyler Perry and Medea, uh, Medea's witness protection. We filmed that there at the Georgia dome in Atlanta uh, at the convention center beside the Georgia Dome. And it was a cold morning in like January when we filmed that. But we did that scene seven times. And uh, me and Tyler Perry ad-libbed. And you actually hear me. I speak in that movie. And Medea asked me, uh, uh, take me to the airport. And I said, well, right this way, ma'am. Follow me. And then she, she says that I was rushing her, not to rush her, that she knows where the airplane is. Take me to the airport. Yes, ma'am. Right this way, ma'am. Follow me. You know, you know. Mm -hmm. That was, and if you go and watch that, guys, you're gonna see that Trey knows where the camera is. And what I mean that when you're an actor, you have to understand where that camera is in your shots, so you get great shots. Because this scene is about Tyler Perry and Medea. So if you watch me when I get the luggage out, and she says something to me, I make sure to turn my head the opposite way where the camera was, so you could fully uh, get me. Uh, saying the line to her, go watch it. I know what I was, I knew what I was doing back there. That was early on when I first started doing this stuff. But anyway, back to Greg Allen Williams. So Greg Allen was my acting teacher. And then he and I started, uh, he started a business where we filmed actors uh, uh, demo scenes. And Greg Allen would write scenes for actors. And he learned early on that I, I knew how to film and edit. And how he did that is a few years ago, Doritos ran a, um, a campaign where you could win a Super Bowl Doritos commercial and win all this money. So I filmed me a Super Bowl Doritos commercial and I had Greg Allen to be in a commercial with me. So I had this guy that people recognize to be in my commercial. So I went to Greg Allen's house and he didn't know I, I, I did all this stuff. So I went to Greg Allen's house and I directed it, I shot it, and then I edited it. So he was like, oh, Trey knows what he's doing. You know, Trey knows what he's mm -hmm. doing. So he talked to me about his ideas, and he and I started shooting scenes for actors that didn't have any work. And th that would be like, Billy, if you joined our class and you, you, you uh, got an agent, but you just had never been in anything yet, we would write you a scene that benefited you and shoot and edit, and then you would have work to, to send to casting directors. Is how we do this in the acting mm -hmm. on actorsaccess.com. So anyway, Greg Allen and I has a biz have a business, and we did that for about seven or seven years. And here in this past November, Greg Allen, he he the last three years he has on his off time. Right now he's on the HBO show Righteous Gemstones with uh Dan for Roseanne, uh, uh John mm -hmm. he's John Goodman. He's, mm -hmm. John Goodman. Greg Allen plays John Goodman's um, um, butler in the show and his friend. And they get themselves in a lot of mischievous things together. So Greg Allen's on this hit show on HBO. He's been on like 175 things that a lot of you have seen. He was the assistant coach with Denzel Washington and Remember the Titans. That's an all-time favorite that everybody loves and has been shown all over the world everywhere. Greg Allen's a guy with Denzel, the assistant football coach. Greg Allen was in um, uh, Green Lights, 
that was Oprah Winfrey's show a few years ago, and he got a lot of press for that because he was this cruel Uncle Mac, and he kind of took over the show. He was not the star. He was like a, a supporting character, but his character kind of became a star of the show. So anyway, so Greg Allen's really recognizable. If y'all Google him, you'll be like, yeah, I know. I've seen that guy. So anyway, Greg Allen and I, uh, brought me on board to uh, edit his first feature film movie that he just shot and wrote in November. And I just uh, recently finished the edits and it's in post-production now. And uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll probably my my editing work will be on a television at some point. So that's pretty cool. That's my first one, Billy. So I have many more. Good. You never know, guys. You know, you never know. Perhaps globe trotting with Trey and the spa guy. We, you know, we could do something for Elvis at one point in time, you know. And you actually had that planned. Um, you had written a screenplay for uh, a little 20 minute uh, Elvis and June Juanico at the Audubon house when she visited and uh, had to put all that together. We won't go into the details of that, but. In the future, we definitely plan on probably doing at least, if not a a, a full length thing, at least pieces of Elvis's life, different scenes and that kind of stuff. So that's uh, looking forward to that part of it. So what um, you have ended up in a lot of places, and you and I both have kind of an adventurous spirit. And what I mean is, we like to go to places and just roll camera and go in and try to find stuff. And sometimes you get caught. You got caught one time. You thought you were caught. Tell us about that story where you were. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you that I was caught and then I thought I was caught. So let's go back to the yeah. one that I was caught earlier that day. I stopped at a, a hotel where Elvis stayed on the uh, 11th floor, Billy. And I haven't put the show out, but I will. It's coming. So stay tuned to glow trotting with Trey. Uh, but anyway, man, I um, I said, well, you know, I'm, I, I got to do our thing. You know, I got to do our thing. So I have a photo. I, I had a photo of Elvis coming out the doors on the side of the building. And those doors are still there today. So I said, well, I've got to get on the other side of that door. Right, spot guy? So mm -hmm. I go in the hotel. I ride the elevator up to the 11th uh, um, to the 11th story. And let me make sure my battery is going to go out on my computer all right plug us in so i go there and um sorry guys um all right we're plugged in so i go in the hotel right up to the 11th floor and the door was open billy and what i mean the door was open the door where the uh, maids and everyone go take all the laundry and stuff into their elevator was open just for me so I got lucky. This is how it always happens. Usually I always have luck. So I, I go in and I ride that. So tell elevator. us about that. It's the service elevator that Elvis would take. The service elevator. Yes. So right. I go in and I get in the service elevator. There was two of them. There was one on both sides of the, the hallway. So I, I rode one service elevator all the way down to that ground floor. And I go down some steps and turn the corner. And there was the doors where I know Elvis and, and Diamond Joe and them came out of. So I filmed that. And then I'm like, well, I got to go back up on the other elevator. So I rode the other elevator up 
up and got off and did the same thing on the other elevator. And I wrote it all the way back down for you guys because I wanted y'all. I didn't know which elevator Elvis was in, so I might as well ride both, right? It's going to be one or the other. So I did that one. Then I go back and I said, all right, I got my story. I get to the lobby and I see security waiting uh, by the exit. So I get stopped by this big old security guy and was like, uh, sir, um, um, we've been watching you on the security cameras, cameras, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad you stopped me. I have a question. You know, Elvis stayed here in 1972. And I was just wondering if you guys had any information on the hotel room. I was just throwing him off. And when I brought the word Elvis, they forgot about me doing all this stuff in their hotel. And they started trying to help me help me with this thing. So I, I said, Hey guys, I really appreciate everything. Thank you guys. Thank you. I went back out, got my last shot, got in the car and hit the road. So I have a the name Elvis still opens doors today. Right. And the thing That's is, right. you know, it's not like I, we were doing anything, you know, it's not like we, you know, you, you, okay, well watch the security footage. I'm filming a YouTube show and I'm just, it's like for historical purposes, it's really cool, you know, cause people's going to come and stay at your hotel and stay in the room that Elvis was in. You know, I'm going to bring you guys business. And so, you know, their hotels were happy with happy with that because you're 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 bringing their hotel, putting another another cool uh, spin and historical aspect on their hotel here. But anyway, so I left that and I went to film a story about Clark Gable, one of my other favorite actors. All right. So this hotel that I stopped at is about a thousand dollars a night hotel. Now, I didn't realize this at the point. So I knew the room number that Clark Gable stayed in at this hotel because I have a receipt that Clark Gable wrote when he paid for his food inside that room. I have the actual receipt that he signed there for the premiere of Gone with the Wind. I have that. I own that, Billy. Yeah, I know you do. You so that could be cool a story. That, that needs to be a story one day. So, yeah. um, so anyway, I go to that floor. And, and I'm filming out there. Now, I had to sneak on an elevator because it was one of those elevators where you had to have a room key. So I had to have, wait to ride up an elevator with somebody that actually had a room key, which I, I, I got lucky and did. But I got off of this, of this floor and, you know, I walked down there and I'm filming. And the next thing I know, a, a alarm goes off in the building. And I swear the alarm said uh, intruder alert. Mm-hmm. On, on, intruder alert. On, uh, in this building. And it was like, a, it was a long, it kept going off. Like, and it was like, like you know, wrong. stay in your room, you know, stay in your room and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, intruder alert. Oh, crap. You know, oh, crap. So, <laughs> so I go down the stairs trying to get out the building. The staircase ends where I couldn't get off the staircase. So I come back up the stairs and I'm like, well, there's got to be another staircase to get out of the building. I find the staircase. I go down nine straight flights of stairs, takes me out to the side street. My heart is just a pounding. You know, you got out of there, but you I didn't. Out, get I, called you, Billy. I called you, Billy. You and I was like, Billy, man, what, you know, they go put me on the news or they go do this. I mean, what's up with and the worst thing is I was wearing like I was wearing clothes that kind of disguised myself. Yeah, it was just how I was wearing that day, and I yeah. thought, ah, th this place was a little different because of how expensive it was. So if I ever go back there, I'm on, I'm gonna let them know what I'm doing at this place. That's well, that alert means 
That's that, that's that the alert means place. we got three minutes left. Okay, that's the only place that that has ever happened at. Um, but uh, you know, I was just there for historical purposes, so you know. Well, let me tell you this real quick. I remember being with you, and we were uh, riding the elevators, and I got to we got to the top, and I was like, okay, because what you could do is get on the service elevator and go to the top get off, go to the real elevators and go back down and nobody will know the difference. And I was ready to give up. You went, no, no, we're going back down. I went, no, man, let's just, cause, and you went, no, we're going back down because Elvis rode up and Elvis rode down. So exactly. <laughs> there's you, you you gotta gotta get the <laughs> That's that's a good point. But you got scared. You the on that. I got a little nervous on that one. I thought we were done, but we got out of there. No problem. Hey, we took care of this. You could say you could say Elvis and doors will just open. They forget about what they were stopping you for. Happened to me many times. Right. I do. I've used Elvis just like that security guy. They want to help you. They want they want to help you, man. And um, and I think that's why the where the luck comes in. I always say somebody from above is helping us. That's a fact. Every time that uh you went with me, or almost every time that you're with me, we find something really cool. Yeah. The amulet was the very first day. And in That's the book, right. the signature, the yeah. Tupelo. The oldest signature that is not in Graceland, we found in Tupelo, me and you. So, friends, check out uh, Globe Trotting with Trey. Go to YouTube and put Globe Trotting with Trey. TikTok, Globe Trotting uh, with Trey as well. And just go check out his channel. If you're not supporting him and you want to support his effort, please feel free to do that. There's different ways that you can do it, and you'll see those things in his description area of his videos and i think it's well worth supporting he really does some great work and has found a lot of incredible stuff thank you so much for telling us friends i hope y'all this helps you to learn a little bit more about trey very interesting person indeed he is